Well, good morning, Troy. Good morning. Oh, hey, that was actually pretty good. Sometimes I have to get it a couple times. Uh, in your bulletin, you will notice a uh, insert, a uh, little bookmark that kind of maybe go along with what we're going to talk about today. And I want to greet those online and those at uh, dinner church tonight. And so thank you for joining us. Um, I want to give a little update on a little... Um, overview of Job, the book of Job. A lot of chapters and just pulling out a few verses really doesn't give you the total overview of what all is going on here. But uh, Job was the wealthiest, most blessed man possibly in the whole world. He loved God very much in faith, uh, faithful to God's commands. He spoke, God spoke well of Job and how blessed he, uh, he was at uh, Job boasted that only reason Job was faithful was because God had blessed him so much, family, wealth, and land. So God actually allows Satan to take away those things from Job in order to see that Job would still be faithful. Now, he could do every, anything he wanted to except take Job's life. Uh, I said, told Andy that I'll let him deal with Satan and talking with God and all that stuff. I'll just let him take care of that some other time. But anyway, Job has three friends. In, in, in the midst of all this, he loses everything. He has leprosy, and he's in terrible physical and emotional pain. And despite it all, he remains faithful to God. And then he had friends. Anybody got friends? He had friends, but those friends gave him a lot of advice, mostly bad. Hope you don't have those kind of friends. Over time, Job does become angry with God. God doesn't answer Job's questions on suffering. Why would you let man suffer? Finally, God tells Job that I am God and you are not. Finally, Job, uh, Job repents, decides to trust God while he's suffering. And because of his trust, God blesses Job in a way, way more than what he had before. Land, family, blessings. Job is a story about trusting God even in our suffering. God knows the pain that we go through and he never leaves us there forever. God is ready to rescue us when we trust him. Yes, even when it's hard to trust God. So this morning, most of us are somewhat familiar with Job, the book of Job. His name has even become linked to suffering. Uh, sometimes it's referred to having a Job-like experience or season. Grief, physical pain, spiritual pain. Job came to the understanding that God could pre have prevented his suffering, but for some reason allowed it to happen. And then to add insult to injury, Job's friends told him he was in his condition. It was because it was his fault that he needed to repent of his sin. And Job's like, but I haven't done anything. Those are the kind of friends we don't need. Job was going through this perfect storm of physical, emotional, and spiritual pain. And we read now, these are Job's words in chapter 30. Terror, terrors overwhelm me. My dignity is driven away as by the wind. My safety vanish, vanishes like a cloud. And now my life ebbs away. Days of suffering greet me. Night pierces my bones and gnawing pains never rest. 
In his great power, God becomes like clothing to me. He binds me like the neck of a garment. He throws me into the mud, and I'm reduced to dust and ashes. I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. You turn on me ruthlessly. With the might of your hand, you attack me. You snatch me up and drive me before the wind. You toss me about in the storm. Whew. Words of encouragement. Hang with me. What stood out to me in that whole section, that passage of Scripture there, were the words, you toss me about in the storm. Storms. Anybody in storms? You know, it's one thing's for sure. The storm clouds are out there somewhere. And they may be on the horizon. They eventually come. But the promise is God will be with us through that. Hang with me. If you've ever been tossed about like a storm, you've gone through a gut-wrenching grief, then you know storm. If you've ever been betrayed, forsaken, cheated, or hurt, you've known the storm. If you've ever, for some reason, asked the question, why God? The Bible says is in control of things, and at the same time, the God who promises to love us always, for some reason, allows it to happen. Why? The question mankind has asked for centuries. And it comes to a conclusion at the end of the story. Job's story reports a gathering of clouds, a blowing of the wind, and the storm of incredible magnitude. Eventually, God spoke to Job out of the storm with a voice surrounded by the flashes of thundering and crashing lightning and thunder. And as the storm rolled in, Job stood firm. He didn't move. The rain was coming down. He sat in a clump of mud and ashes. His sores were oozing, and I wonder how anxious his friends were. Maybe that's why they blamed it was all his fault, because they didn't want to have to face suffering. Looking on the scene, they had never experienced those kind of things. And so as the skies around Job turned dark, the wind and the thunder came closer and closer to the group of men in Job's story. And yet it appeared that the stormier the weather got the more Job seemed to relate. He had endured the worst days of his life. He had been dealt this perfect storm, physical, emotional, and spiritual pain. And yet some of life's most important lessons become apparent for Job in the storm. You know, casting crowns, one of their songs about storms, through it all, the, the whole theme here is just learning to go through the storms and continue to trust God. First of all, realize that at times, suffering may overwhelm our lives. Job's storms overwhelmed him. Can you imagine being ruined financially? Your, your family and dies and your, your best friends tell you, you ought to just curse God. His wife says, curse God and die. And his friend says, well, it's all your fault. If you just get your act together and confess your sins, God would bless you again. You've seen it. A family who funerals seem to come in groups. And at the end of the group of funerals, they've become numb. Or what about health issues? A person that's been healthy all their lives, suddenly inundated with health issues, lots of tests, surgeries, treatments, expensive bills. They feel like giving up. Or financially, they're devastated 
uh, the car breaks down, uh, bills are piling up, major appliances conk out on them. There's no money for the repairs, and you begin to become hesitant, and you worry like, where is the next one going to come from? Have you ever been there? If you've lived long, you know that Christians are not immune to such pressures. We can't just sing our favorite hymn and courses and wish our problem away. For some reason, the Bible, the Bible brings tremendous comfort going through storms. But there still will be tough decisions to make. There will still be pressures from different angles. David often lamented about being helpless. In Psalm 13, he begins, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? David knew what it was like to be hurt in every area of his life. He was promised a throne for several years. He was a fugitive until finally the throne became his. Joseph experienced overwhelming disappointments. He ended up being sold by his brothers. Then he was betrayed by his employer's wife. He was thrown into prison, which he didn't really deserve, but he must have been overwhelmed with discouragement. But somehow he recovered after every trial, everything he'd experienced. The apostle Paul was so distraught at one point in his life. In a letter to Timothy, he wrote that one man had, that one man had deserted him and only Luke is still with me. Paul had been beaten, arrested, imprisoned, scourged, caned, denied justice, and even shipwrecked. Paul knew real pain, the kind of pain that can overwhelm any of us. Second, suffering can compel us to turn away from God. Job was a man of great faith. He had just gone through, he had just been going through all the right motions. He had been faithful to God, and Satan asks, And God asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. (laughs) Wow. That God could say that about you and I. He's a man and woman of God. He shuns evil. Can you imagine that type of faith? But... He had some serious questions about God due to the pain and the heartaches that he was suffering. Questioning, why am I going through what I'm going through? Maybe you're there today. Why am I facing what I'm facing? So Job demanded a hearing from God, and I'm sure Job's suffering had pushed him nearly to turn away from God, but yet he hung in there. Have you ever been pushed to the point where you almost feel like giving up on God? Carol and I have gone through some difficult times. She doesn't know I'm telling this story, but we had been serving God as a couple, a married couple for 22 years. Went to the doctor's office one day, and the doctor dropped the C word in our, into our laps. Now, Carol received this horrible diagnosis of cancer. The doctor said, if there were such a thing as a good cancer and a bad cancer, yours is not a good one. Now, Carol was ready to face it head on. I want to know everything. She did all the research. I wasn't there. I have to confess, I I had a few come to Jesus moments with God.
after each chemo treatment, I would drive her home from Siteman Cancer Center, and more than once I would look over at her and I'd become emotional. I had lots of questions for God. In moments of, of desperation, I would draw strength from my faith and strength from this little song that was a chorus we sang. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. And I would eventually got to the place where I said to, the God, to God, Lord, I know you love Carol more than I do, more than I could ever love her. You know that I'd be very happy if she were to live. But I know where she's going if she doesn't. And, and I promise to continue to serve you. May your will be done. One of the hardest prayers I ever prayed. From that experience, I came to understand a little bit of what Job had learned. That God is revealed in the moments of our suffering. Sometimes life's most difficult circumstances is where our most important lessons are learned. Job had long wanted to know God. He made offerings. He kept the rules. He was blameless in heart, but it was his suffering. It was in his suffering that he finally really truly met God in the deepest way. And God spoke directly, challenging Job, his answer to answer his questions and to stop asking the questions. Look at Job 40. Verses 1 to 10, the Lord said to Job, will the one who contends with all the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. And Job answered the Lord, I'm unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I still have no more. And then the Lord said to Job out of the storm, brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and a call and a voice that thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty I hope God never speaks to me that way. Job couldn't begin to stand before God's questions. He didn't stand a chance. He was no match for God. And once Job realized who was really in charge, he began to address God differently. In Job 42, Job replied to the Lord, 
I know that I can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will answer me. My ears have heard, but my eyes have seen. Therefore, I despise myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. It took Job's worst days to bring him to the place where he was able to see God. How many times have we heard the stories of people who found God only when they hit who said it? Bottom. I finally found God when I, got, when I hit bottom. Some people experience Job-like moments when they face life-threatening moments. Storms have a way of helping us to answer lifelong prayers for direction. Jesus challenges us by saying, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. I had a little illustration I've used before. It's a father was in his man cave getting ready to watch his favorite team play. And his son kept interrupting the game. Now, I know none of you fathers have been in this place. But the kid kept coming in. And he was like, yeah, right at a critical point in the game, the kid would come in interrupting. So he finally, he looked on the coffee table. Do we still have coffee tables? Okay, some of us do. He looked at the coffee table and he found this picture of the atlas of the world. I know you can't see it from where you're at, but just take my word, it's the atlas. And he thought, how am I, ah. So he took the atlas and he tore it up and he tore it up and he tore it up in all kinds of little pieces. And he said, now here, go put this together. He thought, that'll keep him busy for at least a half hour. About five minutes, the kid came back in. I got it done, Dad. How did you put the world, how did you do that? And through the magic of television, he said, well, I noticed on the other side of the atlas was a picture of Jesus. So when I put Jesus together, he put the world back together. And maybe you're here today and your world seems to be falling apart. Job didn't come to know God by avoiding the issue. So how did Job respond to suffering? Job responded to suffering with faith. Faith. What is faith? If I paraphrase it for you, I put it this way. It's the assurance of things that you hope for. The evidence is not yet seen. God, I don't see how you're going to do this, but I believe you're going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, Lord, but I believe with your help I'm going to make it through. The one thing Job learned, and I have learned as well, is that God never wastes anything. Not a trial or suffering. God never wastes anything. In Job's life, the enemy tries to use up our wounds, our sufferings, and our sorrows, and even our failures to defeat us. But God, 
And I, I, I was, when I was writing, I went, but God, and I stopped. And I went, but God, but God. God wants to use those things to help us to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. I know there are some of you here this morning that feel like Job. Don't give up. And as a church, we want to help choose the right response to faith in your struggles. And so I've got this little video that I hope it's up here to share for you. It's about a two-minute video. If you'll watch this, please. GriefShare is a support group ministry that helps people heal from the pain of grief. The GriefShare video seminars, workbook exercises, and small group discussions give participants encouragement, useful advice, and hope. The GriefShare videos are, are excellent. The video strengthened me. It's a freeing kind of thing to be able to talk about your loss. My workbook helped me to unravel the feelings I was going through. If you know people in your church or community who are grieving the death of a loved one, tell them about GriefShare or visit a GriefShare group yourself to heal from the pain of your grief. There was such a void until I got into GriefShare. I never really healed down deep until I came to GriefShare. GriefShare brought me out of my sadness. Begin your journey from mourning to joy at GriefShare. We are going to start a grief share group here. Um, the first session will begin on March the 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. Grief share is a biblical, Christ-centered grief support group. A group of friendly, caring people who want to walk along beside you in life's most difficult circumstances. And if you're interested, there's a welcome booth right back here in the back. And in that booth, or you can sign up at the office if you're in the office and you forget today, a sign-up sheet and a little description of each one of the group sessions and a brochure. We don't want you to suffer or grieve alone. So if your world seems to be falling apart, maybe Jesus will use grief share as a way to help you to go through your grief. Will you pray with me? The story of Job is, is difficult at times, Lord, when we look at it and think, why, God, do you allow suffering? Why do you allow us to go through difficult times? In my personal life, I know that when things are good, I don't, tend to lean on you like I do when things are going tough. Lord, there's maybe someone here this morning among us that feels they're having a Job-like experience. God, bring them hope and comfort. Let them look at what they're going through and say, God, what are you trying to teach me through this. And may you and I respond in faith when we're going through difficult times. 
For we ask this in Christ's name. And God's people said, Amen.